re 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 ready Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. We're here. Very, very exciting times. We got a lot to discuss. Mania is coming up. Um, like we said, to open the season, it's a beautiful time to, to be a wrestling fan. That said, it's the boy Armand. Um, damn, I always forget who, what hive I'm representing. I mean, besides Otis, yeah, you already know. I don't, don't got to speak too much on that. Yeah, you got to know the vibes. The in-ring is improving all that but uh I, I'm, I'm just excited for wrestling at this point the mania card is stacked there's a lot going on and um yeah it's, it's good to be here how, how y'all feeling Channel, what's up man um i would just like to say um to my fellow comrades who have been radicalized by the breaking up of the her business i see you i hear you we are still here her business forever um they can you can kill a liberator but you can't kill liberation Mm. Uh, you can kill a freedom fighter, but you can't kill freedom. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I just want Vince to know that we are still here. We are still strong. Talk about it. CC, what's up, man? I'm, I'm, I, I, I look forward to this intro every week. I'm ready for it. What's good is CC, <laughs> best rapper producer in the whole wide world. Got body because I consume healthy products and do towel curls. Benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist in every phrase that I say. Like Amethyst. You could put any nigga next to me and dope ass women gonna look at him like whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself, keep going. You are the world, so give all you can to take care of your body, your people, and your land. Check, check it, see nigga. Okay, so racism, um, we still working on it, right? <laughs> like we we shall overcome. The shall is like present and future. So like while there are setbacks, it means that it's gonna happen also in the future. So Channing, we did get a setback, but if you remember the hymn, we sh shall overcome. Okay, so it's going. I mean, but you know, racism it still hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> it is alive and well, but we are fighting the fight every day. And this week, the three of us are not fighting the fight alone. We have uh, a guest with us. This is my guy. Um, he is the head of social at the A Show RNC. Now, if you see our live tweets for SmackDown and, and Raw and you see someone being real hotepish, or you see someone being real ridiculous and like, you know, just saying extremely crazy stuff, going back and forth with meals, this is the man responsible for it. Dion, what's up, man? Oh How are you God. feeling? <laughs> Koofies uh, and all What's that. up, y'all? What's up, man? We out here. You feel me? Oh, uh, man, it's just a pleasure to be in the rewriter's room with you guys, man. I'm a fan of y'all's show and how you guys just rewrite history. It's so dope, you know. And, hey, J5 Meals, you missed out. You missed out on a great guest. That's all I'm going to say, bro, <laughs> <laughs> because they got me first. But, uh, nah, man, it's great. Yeah, so you be, if you see 95% of the tweets being sent out, is me. <laughs> yes, this is 100% me. So you got me to thank for. So, yeah, but I, I'm glad to be on the show, honestly, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's great to have you and salute to all the work you're doing, growing the platform, sharing our shows, being hilarious on the timeline. There's always something funny every day from the A Show RNC account. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Hey man. Um, I just try to I just try to not take it too serious, man. Some of these, some of these neck beards take wrestling too serious. So <laughs> I gotta make sure I bring the fun and everything. Cause some of y'all neck beards, y'all taking it to a whole nother level, man. But that's another story for another day. But uh, neck yeah. beard is crazy. I've, I've never heard the, the the marks referred to as neck beards, but now I'm about to only call them neck beards. Now, like we got yeah, might as well, bro. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's an exciting time with Dion here. It's an exciting time with Mania Week, but it's also an exciting time for the A Show RNC channel. We are officially on Patreon. There is exclusive content provided to you all in various tiers based on what tier you select. There's anything from being able to add to add to our hot takes discussions or let us know uh, what spot callers should watch. There's opportunities to contribute topics for um, or contribute wrestlers to the A show uh, list, the A list that we're putting out. Um, so various tiers, various things that you will have access to through the Patreon system. We will have a full graphic with details for you. Um, so shout out to everyone who's been supporting so far. And thank you to everyone who is planning to, you know, put some coins in our pockets so we can ultimately make these shows and the network better for you all. But this is the Patreon era. This is not the PC era. This is not the Thunderdome era. This is the Patreon era. And Rewriter's Room is kicking it off, which is uh, really, really exciting for us. So yeah, we got a very fun show for y'all. A lot of things to discuss, but we're going to get into our pre-write, some current analysis of some WWE storylines. So let's start with our guest, Dion. What's, what's a current storyline that, that you're really feeling right now? Listen, man, it's not even the current storyline. It's the best storyline in WWE right now. Uh, I would say besides maybe or in, in The Fiend, but that's kind of mixy sometimes. But we're talking about a built storyline that has been culminated to this point. Is Biggie versus Apollo Cruz? Now we all know that Biggie, you know, won the championship in Christmas Day. What a great, what a great day to just win the championship in Christmas. And you know, if you do, if you remember going, you know, watching that match, Apollo, I wouldn't say helped him, but you know, he gave him a little assist. So due to that assist, he felt like he was due for a title shot, and obviously Apollo lost. And every time Apollo would face Big E, he would lose, whether it was in a singles match and a triple threat match. And Big E was at a point where he was like, yo, bro, you need, you need to go back to catering. Now, like, I don't know what it is by that word catering, but that's a trigger word for some wrestlers. <laughs> Going back to catering? Boy, I'm going to have to pull the heater on That's disrespecting another grown man whole life. That's that this. <laughs> But you, anyways. But um, uh, so like I was saying, I feel like um, you know, and just how they built it up to that point where it was like Apollo's like, you know, if you're not gonna give it to me, I'm just gonna take it, mm. and I might have to take your life in order to get it. Mm. And he, that's what he tried to do. He tried to take Biggie's life when he dropped some steps on his head, and then just how he just transferred into you know, I'm a Nigerian, so you know, when he he went back to his roots with with his with his character, you know. For all my Nigerian listeners, Ibo Kwendu. That's, you know what I'm saying? For all my Nigerian <laughs> listeners, if you know what that means, you know what that means. And just to see how his character has transferred, um, transformed into this is amazing. Biggie's doing great on the promos. Uh, I know people thought, you know, Fastlane, they thought it was going to be that blood, blood feud match, and it wasn't really it, which I understand. But I feel like they were saving that for this moment, for WrestleMania. 
you know, Apollo versus Big E. You know, this is the I think this is the first time in WrestleMania history that two black men are going to face each other for the Intercontinental Championship. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. And that's just amazing because they both deserve it. You know, Apollo's been there for years. He's been working his ass off to get his, like, his first singles match in WrestleMania. So, like, just like Big E, I think this is his first singles match. I know he was in a tag match in WrestleMania 29, but this is their first singles match against each other. It's just great. And I just love the storyline. And, you know, I, I just hope that they kill it over there, man. But I feel like it's the best feud in WWE right now, honestly. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's really uh, that's facts, and I think we, we all here would probably agree with that. Now, I have a question for you. Uh, Biggie and Apollo have faced off a few times on TV, and then they had the fast lane match. So, assuming they announce it for WrestleMania, because I don't think it's officially announced yet, but we can assume it's going to happen. Oh, would it's official. It, oh, it's it is. Yeah, it's official. Okay, yeah. word, word. My bad. Ignore me. Um, would you put a stipulation on it at, at WrestleMania? Um. I think you, you should say that for Extreme Rules because Extreme mm-hmm. Rules might be the next pay-per-view or maybe the next pay-per-view after that. Either way, uh, I think we should just give them a... I don't know about stipulation. I don't think they're going to give it to them, but I do think they're going to give them some time because mm-hmm. like, at Fastlane, I feel like we weren't... We didn't, they didn't get the time they deserved and it was a false finish. So I feel like they might not give them that. They might just give them just a little bit more time to just like, you know, maybe like 15 minutes or less. You know, I think that'd be appropriate. And then maybe for the next interview, do like a little um, stipulation, you know, whether that's like a no holds barred or, or a ladder match, whatever you want to do with it. Because uh, I feel like, well, I'm not going to say who I think is going to win. Maybe we'll say that for the time. But, you know, I don't think Apollo's taking that shit. Come on, we can say it. Yeah, like, okay. Uh, I, I mean, Say, like, I gotta remind Nigerian brother, like Apollo's winning that. Like honestly, like it's his time, and I feel like WWE is giving him this time. I feel like this is like, I'm not trying to be over dramatic, but I think this is now and never for Apollo. Like this has to work, and it has to pull off because they're giving him this opportunity. So I hope he just um, takes advantage of this opportunity because if not, it's gonna be like what Biggie said a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and that's a good point that you made so, too. That um, this is like Apollo's like this is kind of like his last last kind of chance thing because that's the thing with these two people, which is why I know Apollo is gonna take it. Biggie does not need this at all. Like he doesn't need this at all. He still has a new day. He can do a hundred other fucking things. He's gonna be fine or whatever. Apollo Apollo needs to be a superstar that's seen as a good wrestler that's all he, ha- he really has so this really has to be his moment and the way he's going about it it's just like yeah like you can see where like he's gonna go off the deep end and really like make the move that he needs to do in that match to really win and that shit is gonna be like it's gonna be pretty good yeah it's for be, sure like, good i 100 agree with that yeah absolutely i think uh we watch this i think uh this feud does benefit from the fact that we are in covid because like if this is a regular year Buddy Murphy would be in this match. Sin Cara would be in this match. Like, it would be, like, one of those, like, eight-men gauntlet eliminator matches. And I think because there is the smaller roster because of COVID, which obviously is bad, but, like, I think it's allowed them to focus on just letting these two people have a feud and not making it just, like, a scramble to get people on the card. Yeah. I mean, they've been trying new things. I mean, they've been trying to build superstars during this um, COVID era. You know what I mean? Because there's no fans. So it's like, no one's going to be booing and cheering it. You have time to, like, kind of flesh out these characters and flesh out these storylines. You know, this has been building for, like, two to three months. You know, so 
which is, you know, which is really dope to see someone like Biggie and Apollo get this, like, important storyline. You know what I mean? It's not like they just put these two together. Like, this has been building for months. So I'm glad Spot. Big take. I think the WWE might have helped condition fans into long-term storylines again. Because um, I could tell over the last, like, maybe five, six years, they would switch things up quicker than I, I would I would do it if I were doing it. And it, I saw the frequency mm-hmm. at which they would do that. And I'm like, oh, you guys are trying to respond to, like, how people feel about it. But now that they're in control of the story, I feel like that's the way that people have had to watch the story. So when they come back, they'll be used to it. So the WWE might be able to just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Might work yeah. out for them. That's true. Yeah. And that's a really good segue into what I want to talk about. You know, when, when the weather is nicer, some people in, in, in relationships, we saw um, New York's own A Boogie with the hoodie tell his girl to be free with the butterfly emoji. And it seems like WWE has taken that, that, that motto and just applied it to all these factions breaking up. We got the Undisputed Era on NXT. We got Retribution breaking up. And we had the Hurt Business officially break up this past Monday. Um, and we, we know with, with factions, like it's bound to happen. Sometimes factions come together from feuding with each other and then they become friends or they come together for some other reason, but there is always a possible breakup angle that comes and, and we're seeing that in, in full fruition with, with undisputed era. Now we're going to get Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match at, uh, yeah. takeover stand and deliver with, uh, with uh, retribution. We were able to see uh, Ali wrestle in normal clothing by himself this past Monday against Drew McIntyre, <laughs> even though, even though he got claymore kicked to hell you know it's nice to see, in it's normal nice clothing see, yeah right but it's nice to see mustafa ali doing his thing by himself because we know he's capable he's proven himself capable like he was supposed to be the one before it was kofi and we were very happy for kofi but like the, the, they had faith to put him in that position and he's shown in ring that he's capable like that match with riddle he had was incredible um he pinned him. He pinned him on Raw, and they faced again at a Fastlane kickoff. Like both matches were, were really, really good. And then with the Hurt business, obviously, this plays into Bobby being WWE champion. Bobby being a little frantic about Drew McIntyre and and handling him and having people there to help him. And he 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 put a bounty on Drew, Drew's head. Had the whole locker room coming for him. Had Drew go into the locker room and throw uh, uh, people around. And then he beat Ricochet and Ali within like t- 10 minutes of each other. And then we saw Baron Corbin come out and help his own old buddy Lashley, which was uh, very interesting, but it was cool to see them play off of a more personal storyline. Cause Drew Corbin and Lashley had that, had that whole um, trio going when they were facing off with the shield, when the shield had their final farewell um, MVP made sure to quickly denounce that <laughs> Corbin is not a <laughs> member of the this is business. an African only group. That's what he said. This is an African only group. Nigga, that nigga is not for PM. <laughs> He's yeah. not. It was it was a very funny tweet, but um, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. I I think we'll see a Drew Corbin match um before. WrestleMania as well to kind of give Drew uh give Drew a, a a victory going into it because Bobby beat his ass this past Monday he put through put like three full Nelsons on him and and Corbin hit him with the deep six and a bunch of other slams so uh it's it's breakup season but we're seeing some very good things come of it um and yeah it's it's just an exciting time so yeah it gives people more time it gets it gets some of these people um more opportunities to like just compete as singles wrestlers. You know, we, you know, Dijakovic was in retribution, Mia Yim, you know, it gives these people more time to kind of actually even like Undisputed Era, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, you know, he's probably the 
biggest baby face in NXT right now, you know, and then Roger Strong is like, okay, you know, where do you put him? You know, it just kind of leaves people questioning, like, where do they go from here? You know, all these people are now fleshed out on their own. Where do they go now? So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm interested to see what happens to these individuals in these, in these three different groups, honestly. For sure. For sure. Worries. Um, I feel like we're going to see a lot of the Tucker Otis treatment where one person from these facts is going to pop. And it's like, is Tucker alive? Um, has anyone, cause I don't even see him in catering. I don't even know where Tucker's uh, at. That's Bobby Fish. <laughs> that's like, so, that's that's Bobby, Fish. Bobby Fish. Like, well, who was other guy? Shane Thorne? Like, I don't know. Like, I hey man, hey, sorry, Shelton. Ain't no rises right to the top. Cream rise to the top. That, that, that's hey, it. I'm, you know I'm, what I'm, I'm King Angle to the death of me, bro. World's greatest tag team for life, bro. But yeah, I, it, it might be over. They bro. didn't release them tracksuits, by the way. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> they do. They really do. Uh, Chan, how about you? What, what, what you liking currently? Uh, I like kind of taking it outside of the ring because obviously, you know, as wrestling fans, that's what we've watched. But I think just seeing some of those stuff that like both, I believe unintentionally, at least I hope one of these is unintentional. Um, but the way like wrestling is trying to like, kind of go back into mainstream, I was actually listening to another podcast. And they were talking about this, about how like wrestling, instead of like currently just like being pop culture, they're trying to basically absorb pop culture. So we obviously we've seen the bad buddy storyline going on for months um, at this point, which I have to say, as like someone who's not a wrestler, like his punch, solid, like, oh. like really, like I watched the we'll talk about this later, but I watched the Way Barrett ladder match. We had that bull hammer, like it was a good punch, better than women's right for sure, way oh, better yeah. than that move easily. Um, so you got that. You got Soldier Boy Randy Orton on Twitter, which, <laughs> which if you haven't seen the tweets, like even reading them now wouldn't do it justice. But like, just know that like. Randy Orton is about to action. Randy Orton <laughs> has no fear. Like when he Listen, say he man. hears voices, like they ain't telling him to back down because he's he going for it. And I think like if it's on purpose, I'm not sure if Vince is somebody's contacted Soldier Boy's camp. I think it's probably like the video game Soldier Console where it's like Soldier Boy got bigger <laughs> things to worry about. <laughs> That's all I want to say about that part. He got bigger things to worry about. But I do like the seeing like these like. A-list WrestleMania, like wrestling, not even like, because you obviously you'll see like smaller wrestlers, mid-card guys pop off on internet just to try and make something happen, like the whole uh, um like Zack Ryder thing, like internet champion, whatever. But like, see someone like Randy Orton's level be like, hey, like, I'll talk to you too. Like, I think that gives wrestling so much credibility because now there's people asking who is Randy Orton, which like is not something that like regular people ever ask. Exactly. Um, and then it'll be out by the time of happen, I guess, by the time this comes out. But Logan Paul showing up a SmackDown. While it may not be a big deal to like, you know, the, the T5 order crowd, like the black people <laughs> and the black people, <laughs> the young whites love Lo the pulse. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, they box, they make videos, they make pranks. They love them. And I think WWE getting that look while like it's not something I'm interested in. I know it's good for WWE because that means they're bringing in a whole nother pe group of people. If Logan Paul tells these little 13 year olds to download Peacock and watch every single WrestleMania, we will have the smartest Mark 13 year olds in the planet. So like that is something that like WrestleMania can only benefit for, especially with again, being on Fox, being more mainstream, being more accessible to people. Like the more you have these kind of crossover storylines, the better. Um, and so I'm just really happy to see that. I think it's interesting. It takes wrestling different places. It's like different levels of stuff. 
but you you see it on like eat eat tonight like hollywood extra that type of shit like just good looks bro that that boy vince said y'all y'all niggas thought i was running it up before <laughs> let me he said you let me show you he said you got Shaq. Like. okay <laughs> Shaq. Bad, okay bad, bad <laughs> Yeah, I got real money, talks. dog. I got, I got South money, bro. Yeah, I'm still spending money from '88, boy. <laughs> Nigga, <laughs> it's different out about? here. CC, how, how about you, bro? CC, you on mute? My fault. I, yeah, I was clicking outside the wrong <laughs> thing. My bad. <laughs> nah, um, dude, uh, I'm the hurt business one. I. That breakup, I um, I totally understand that for a lot of reasons, especially like business reasons. But the timing is just like I feel like the timing is gonna send it on the path that is gonna be far less greater than it could have been. I don't know what could have been, um, you know, were it not for COVID and other things, and then just Drew being pushed, and that's mainly it. But um, I I feel like there were like other there were other like dynamics that that whole could have gotten to and maybe it's possible that they come together later and then that's like what becomes you know the whole thing with them but um but yeah that that feels kind of weird to me because I'm, I'm worried about Cedric and Shelton like honestly it could be both really? of them instead of just just one so uh <laughs> at this point but yeah no um and as far as the other ones I just like it's time man like I see where they're going, like like what Shannon was just saying, like they're taking advantage of the whole thing with like COVID, like with the fact that eyes are on them right now. So they're trying to get all the eyes that they possibly can. And because they know they're going to have eyes on them, they're breaking out all these people so they can have more pieces to play with. You know, like when you have all these people in groups, that's sm- that's like really that one group, that's four people, but it's all like one piece that you can move on a board. You break it out, you can do more things with it. And this is how they get people. And then like, you know, just different like tv shows and commercials because you know they'll have like mid carters and, and stuff like that people doing stuff like that so yeah um it's, it's gonna be a good look i just i like when things shake up so it's chaos i like it yeah what's your uh well, what, what's your current storyline that you're you're really feeling or just so anything? for me currently um i'm i'm just gonna start out i'm just gonna say what the fuck it is um nia Jax has been carrying the women's division for it feels like I think maybe the last six months. Let's um, talk about it. Now, if you now Whoa, let me okay. let me let me explain to you what the fuck I mean. All right. So Nia Jax has been like, first of all, when you watch WWE, like hopefully you get the E part of it when you're watching the show. How many of the, the wrestlers in the women's division are good, are good wrestlers? You know, there's a lot of them, right? But how many of them can like get on the mic backstage or even in the ring? And they're kind of like making you react with their personality because Nia Jax will do that. Nia Jax just did a whole uh, uh, a whole sugar baby skit, fam. Like, is that not <laughs> like <laughs> the content, like actual content, like trying to do something wild, like really getting crazy out here. And then more than that, she first of all, she's just legitimized Lana. Like, I don't know how to first of all, get this nigga a medal. She legitimized Lana off, off that alone. All right. 
She legitimized uh, Lana, which can help uh, fuel Naomi's comeback. So that's two people off the bat right there. Shayna about to jump into the second part of her career uh, or whatever, like her own individual thing. And Nia's fueling, uh, fueling that. She pulling Reggie into the game the right way or whatever. She have all these people popping just off the fact that she just walks around and act like an asshole all the time. You got to respect this shit. This nigga's carrying this shit. And more than that, with the addition of Bianca Belair and now um, having Rio in there or whatever, the women's division about to go crazy and she about to sit back and collect the cash. That's that's basically what's happening in the women's division right now. And that shit about to come up. We was on a little a uh, little low real quick, but that shit about to come back up. And I don't care what you niggas say. Go look at the numbers, nigga. I'm 100 <laughs> percent right. I don't care. Nigga. This this is a hot. This is a hot take because yeah. you said the last six months. Listen, we better put respect on Bailey's name. Put respect on Oscar's name. Hell, put respect on Bianca Belair's name. Put respect on Sasha Banks' name. All four of them women done more impactful, had better matches, and had better moments than Nia Jax. My whole, the, my whole. That's the only moment we can. <laughs> that's really the only moment we can really talk about. We're it's not. Bro, we're not gonna act like Bailey for the last six months, besides what she's been doing like this past month, I know she hasn't been really on TV. We'll, we'll talk about that probably later, but it's Bailey ran the SmackDown Women's Division for the last six months, bro. She made Bianca for the last a star year. for the last year, but he should, he, I'm just saying, cause he said Nijaz was the best women's wrestler last six right. months. Right, right, right. Bailey has made, Bailey held in some match amazing, made Bianca Belair a star. Ding dong, hello. That's off top. Asta, Raw Women's Champion. She's done a lot, even since May. But, you know, like I said, Asta's done a lot. Sasha, Bianca, these women have done way more than I could ever do. Oh, I'm just saying. Here's the thing. I 100% agree with you. But here's what I'm saying. Look at the numbers. I said carrying, which means consistent. You got to look at week, 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 week. Sasha, everybody that you name they've had moments during these last years or whatever but like this last year year and a half or whatever but if you look there's like little spurts and then they're like maybe off for tv for a little bit and then they get like a next little like feud or whatever like that nia Jax has been weaving through just being an asshole to everyone you know giving them time like she why we're watching mandy rose and dana brooke on tv every week now because of nia Jax. like fam is that a good thing <laughs> No, but I'm anyways. just saying, but here's what I'm saying. No, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is, I respect niggas who could, who could, who could come up, get the bag they self and put niggas on and have them eat too. Nia Jax got niggas eating right now. Cause if she wasn't walking around being who she is, everybody wouldn't have a, oh, we hate that person to go to. Cause Nia Jax is that one person, even more so to Shayna Baszler. She's the one person and like Bailey, like she was one of those people, but like Bailey was like, kind of like the Miz where like everybody like would dislike her, but it's not like everybody's trying to go get at her right now that she gets into these individual little things. Nia Jax is an asshole to everyone. So everyone keeps coming back and back. And because they have to come back to her and she gets on TV, they get to be on TV. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's just the consistency of it. She getting these niggas paid, bro. It is what it is. She's consistent, but she ain't caring. And matter of fact, if I'm I'm mistaken, she's not even on card. So let's move on. Let's move on right now. Because Nia not even in the card right now, right? We don't know what she's doing for WrestleMania. There's she on everybody else's business but her business. 
There, there's a rumor that there's going to be a multi-woman tag team match for the women's tag team titles, as per usual. That's that's something we can expect at this point. Um, so Nia very well may be on the card. Uh, I think someone's. A, I don't know if they're doing a, a a kickoff show because there is a special SmackDown edition, of, uh, WrestleMania edition of SmackDown, where they'll have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, a four-way for the SmackDown tag team title. So perhaps they might do the women's match there, but it's possible Definitely. that that Nia may end up on the card. I feel like they're gonna want the women's tag team titles on the card because aside it like. Right now, it's just the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship being defended. And I'm sure they want at least one more women's match. Am I forgetting one? No, I'm not forgetting one. No, that's only a match. No, no. So it's, it's very possible. But you both brought up good points. I, I think while I do have my qualms with Nia Jax, like her and Shayna have been doing their thing as a team, holding the title. consistent. Um, and if we're going to the last six months, that would take us to September. That was right around when Bailey and Sasha were, you know, feuding. Bailey ended up losing the title in October to Sasha, um, and then she kind of transitioned to her talk show host thing. I mean, no, she she led the Survivor Series team, SmackDown Survivor Series team, and then she had her hosting thing. So she hasn't really been as active as a wrestler. Um, Sasha, she we, had the feud Bianca though. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Bianca, and Bianca also debuted on around that same time too. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Um, and Sasha, you know, we, we have our feelings on her reign as champion. Um, you know, she, she's an incredible woman. She's top five all to all time in my mind. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, her, her reign hasn't been the strongest. And Asuka's only defended the title twice, as we've talked about, against yeah. Lana, Lana and against Zelina Vega. She's Asuka, though, so she always puts on a show regardless of who she's facing. But um, I, I totally see where, where CC is coming from with that. I don't, I don't know if, if I would, you know, 100% put my stamp on it and agree, but I do see where, where you're coming with that. And I think it speaks to the women's division in general. There's a lot of different directions that, that they can go with the shakeup after Mania. And, you know, if Sasha and Nia lose the titles, Nia could, could, could go to SmackDown. I would love to see a Bianca Nia feud, just them one on one. I think that that would be fire, especially if Bianca can pick her up for a power. She'd have to. She'd have to KO Deer. It, yeah, have to. Like, on some John Cena Big Show shit, she'd have to do right. it. That'd be yeah. crazy. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of opportunity there, but uh, man, I, I like having Dion here. <laughs> we getting spicy. <laughs> um, yeah, let's. Man. Let's jump into our free write. Um, a couple of things we want to talk about. We actually talked about this person a little bit just now, but um, Bailey's WrestleMania plans, she doesn't have any right now. They would be kind of forcing something at this point because she's she's kind of in, in like a part-time <laughs> kind of status. Uh, I mean, she put she had the division on her back for, for a, a little over a year. So, mm -hmm. you know, she definitely could use a break. But with the year she had, it would kind of make sense for her to have a big moment at WrestleMania. A lot of people have been calling for her to host it. But as we know, Titus O'Neil and, and, and that racist white guy will be hosting. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Terrence. What would you guys do for Bailey at Mania that would make sense? And does she even need WrestleMania plans at, at this point? Uh, I would say that I know Bailey wants it, but I don't think she she needs it. She's pretty much done everything that she could have done on SmackDown. Um, I feel like the only thing that she could have probably done at WrestleMania was just have like maybe like a big like dream match. Maybe she can go against Trish if Trish was down for it, or even go against Lita if Lita was down for it. Because there is a storyline with Lita, you know, because you know she met Lita when she was a kid, and you know there could be a storyline there where it's like you know you wanted to be like me, 
you know, and all this other stuff. And then you could have a feud right there. So that could have been the only thing she could have done. Cause like I said, she already beat everybody on SmackDown. And I don't know. I just don't know what's next for her. I think what's next for her is like, they do have a draft coming, send her to Raw, you know, give her some fresh faces over there because she's pretty much done everything she could on SmackDown. So I don't think she needs to be a WrestleMania. And I think that's okay because, you know, when you coming off a of rain for over a year, you know, it's like, it's kind of like that time where, you know, you just kind of chill out and cool out. You remember like when AJ had that belt for over a year after he, after that, he kind of didn't have much. I know he was hanging out with the good brothers and he was kind of US champion, but it wasn't anything like memorable until like, you know, maybe until the Undertaker showed up and all this other stuff. So I feel like it's always that case where, you know, after you have held the title for over a year, you know, it's like, what else do you do with them? You know, but I feel like they could have done something with Bailey, but you know, it is what it is. I feel like after WrestleMania, maybe things will shake up and maybe she'll get switched or maybe she'll have like another feud. I don't know. I think the only thing you could have done with Bailey, to your point, I agree for what you said. I think because of that, really, like her actually being on WrestleMania wouldn't work. Also, because as we've seen with a lot of like pay per views recently, especially in this whole COVID era, they've been like taking a less is more approach and not forcing like every single title on every single pay per view. And so I think they probably wouldn't give her the match. I think what would be interesting at this point is if maybe, I mean, if, if like, Holly Holm or some type of like celebrity can drop out of the earth, like the sky, she can face them. That would be cool. Like probably not Rousey, but like anyone beneath that. But realistically, it would be interesting if she was like guest referee for like the NXT women's match on like night two of takeover or something like her doing that kind of thing, kind of keeping the whole talk show. Like I'm above you role, but kind of doing it in a more like involved way of being like, Oh, I built this NXT stuff. Like, you girls are just trying to be copies of me. Da, 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 da. I want to watch to see what's going on. So, like, not like Charlotte where she's actually facing one of them because that's not necessary. But just having her kind of go to NXT and just talk trash and be, like, special guest referee or something like that. I think that would, at this point, that's the only interesting thing you could have her do. Because if she's not going to host, like, don't force a match with Natalia on this pre-show. Like, Oh, God, that. no. <laughs> Please. Damn. Yeah, no, I agree with both of y'all just said, like, it's just – yeah, like this is biding her time. She gets to the, the giraffe and then goes over to Raw and then she does some new stuff over there. And then I think, Shannon, how you set it up, that'd be a perfect thing for her to do, like to be on Raw, but like w- still do that in NXT because uh, then it would give her time to like build out the rest of that character and then give them time to re- like really think of like a really good opponent and like angle for them to take and then have that person spark the beef. It would be better if the other person sparked it and like get Bailey like, you know, caught up because that would be like her. This, they got her so fired up. She got back in the ring. You know what I mean? Like they would really sell it. So. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. She's just straight. She just chill. Chill for now. Yeah. She's yeah. done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I could I, I low key get the feeling she might like run out and like interrupt Titus and uh the racist old white dude and be like Please. no I- I'm hosting ding dong hello Ooh. like like that, yeah. that 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 would be kind of fire so I think fire. that's that's the only thing that I would hope for and that's the only thing at this point that would make sense because it's it's such a short window she doesn't really have heat with anyone right now and, and even if we said you know the women's division is getting better and the future is bright right now it's still a little murky like there's no one who they could put her up against that i would be really intrigued by it or like no one who i think they would 
have go over her to like set them up like Liv Morgan and Ruby I don't know the last time we saw them on TV like that's something that I that would kind of be cool seeing Liv face Bailey but again there's not really anything going right now that would point to that and yeah the, you would kind of just be forcing it at this point so I would love to see her interrupt the racist white dude, not, not Titus. Like, let Titus. I was about to say, <laughs> to Titus you know, for a job. Yeah, we, we appreciate she, Titus over here. If she interrupts, she's taking off Titus. We all know if she <sighs> takes one person oh, off, Lord. it's not the white guy. We all know that. Damn. Just, they, <laughs> to Titus, always getting done dirty. Like, well, why the hurt business have to jump him like that? It was. It yeah, was, you slide like, under the dog about to be upset. Like, they're not going to do Terrence. Yeah, like that. Yo, my God. But, um, we kind of talked about this person already, and it's been announced that he's going to be in the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This is Mustafa Ali. Uh, the Battle Royal is taking place, WrestleMania edition of SmackDown, like we said. But beyond that, what would you guys do with Ali? Well, what's his future plans looking like for y'all? So um, I don't know if you ever heard a guy called Braun Strowman. Um, oh, God. Well, <laughs> but uh, it seems to me like these are two guys in need of a partner. You know, he's he's a little country, he's a little city type. You know, uh, rush hour he's two a oddball pair. He's a little city. I think you you throw them together. You let almost you get this tag titles. You go big little, big little, run twos, and you have that because I think part of Ali's thing is that like he is his character now is a little too serious for like how much production quality the event the retribution had like he was saying real stuff but they weren't backing it up with anything and so i think you need someone legitimate to back him up and Braun showman for all his flaws and they are quite quite large multitudes um, yeah he's a very good muscle like he has been good muscle for bray he's been good muscle for lots of people and he could do that and he also you kind of so obviously it's not the same thing, but like with him and Alexa Bliss, like he works well with small people and they can do cool moves. And there's like kind of that interesting dynamic just works. Um, and so I think that is where you, cause I mean, you could give him a U.S. title run, but like U.S. title runs are a dime a dozen. Like who, who doesn't have one at this point? But like, I think what would be interesting is putting him in a tag team where like you could really see him work on a consistent basis. I have no other opinions because I want to see that now. Now I want to see that. <laughs> what? Are you fucking kidding me? Mustafa Ali and Braun Strowman against AJ Styles and Omos. Like, and they run that back like maybe two or three times. Not what? Come on, I need that. I need it. I need it now. I don't want to see Braun nowhere in my life. <laughs> um, I think with Ali, man, I, it's unfortunate, bro. It's like, is he was he was supposed to be, you know, two years ago. Right, yeah, two years ago at that spot. We we all know what spot. He was supposed to be there, got injury, came back, didn't really do much with him, and then they put him in retribution, which made sense in a way, but I feel like everybody knew that it wasn't going to last long. I thought they was going to do maybe like uh, retribution versus New Day kind of thing, but they didn't do that either, so it's like they broke him up. Now I don't know where Ali fits. I honestly, if I'm not mistaken, I think he has some nagging injuries too. I could be wrong, but I don't know what you should we could do with him. You could give him a US title run or just maybe chill, make like you know, he could just chill for a bit until you find something else. But I can't really put in point what you can do with him unless you just put him at the 205 live, <laughs> which I don't think he would want don't to even, do. Don't do or that. even like <laughs> don't run do that. I mean Cedric's free, run that back. You know what I mean? They had a cool little um pre-show match at Mania, run that back, you know. 
it's been there, the heart soul 205 live. So something there with that, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. He, it sounds like he, catering to me. He could have a good like payback match with Lashley. Like that, it could be a cute little like you know how Dolph Ziggler every like eighteen months he's contractually obligated to get a title shot. It, it could be one of those joints where it's like, oh, <laughs> oh Ali versus God. Lashley. Dang, Lashley oh. losing the title Just, going to so, Ali. Damn. The fact that you even said that is so disrespectful. Wow. I'm just saying. Know, I mean, let's be real. I mean, <laughs> we already the, know how that match gonna end. The you issue send is Lashley to Ali. Ali's hair is too late. Triple H showed y'all. It has to be a little rough, a little greasy. Wait. His hair is too silky, and hold Vince on. doesn't respect him. That's the issue. What that Bro, hold on. I got some. Squash? I'm Where saying Lashley is not going to lose the belt to him because his hair is too late. It bounces too much. Vince doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Wait, right. So wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I got something. I got something. Speaking of, we said Bailey should go on the draft. Wait, what if, like... Hmm. What if Ali gets to SmackDown? That'd be cool. Yeah. And here's what I'm thinking Apollo wins the IC championship. Mustafa Ali gets there and immediately goes after that. And then we get Mustafa Ali and Apollo for a little bit. I don't like the IC. I don't like him on the IC title scene. You know what I'm saying? I think that fits for him. Yeah. I think that would be appropriate too. You know, you need more people there for the IC championship. So I I think that would be cool. Oh, sorry. Only issue with that is that it's about to be April, and that's Dolph Ziggler IC Champion Month. So like, <laughs> yeah, nah, Dolph, Dolph, Dolph not losing them. <laughs> Dolph not losing them tab belts. And I don't think any time soon. No, it's, it's he always comes around. Got to check Unle- the calendar. Unless oh unless God. he got a match at Mania and they lose to the Profits, then he not he losing, losing them belts to Dominic. I think Dominic and Ray getting them off. Oh yeah, yeah. the father son yeah dynamic yeah. thing. I, I definitely see that happening pretty soon. Um. Last thing for our free write, um, we got a lot of NXT call-ups over the last year. We got Bianca Belair, we got Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Damian Priest. More recently, we got Rhea Ripley. Who are some potential NXT call-ups you guys see happening after WrestleMania, or Cole. or just or just over the next year? Cole, Cole has Cole yeah, definitely is gotta Johnson. be. I don't know about after Mania, but very soon because after after NXT Takeover, I don't think there's anything Cole has left to accomplish, then go to um, the main roster. Um, I think that'd be great. Uh, I would say maybe, hmm, I would say maybe Raw. I think Raw would be good for him, you know, because then you got Drew. Yeah. Him and Drew can do a little thing. I feel like uh, Roderick Strong should go to SmackDown. There's, mm. I don't think he's not going to have an t- NXT title run. And I feel, I'm, like I said, <laughs> I feel like, I'm just, I'm being real. Kyle O'Reilly's the star. He's going to be there for a little bit. And I think Kyle O'Reilly's going to get an NXT title run. I don't think the ceiling was already met when they broke up. The ceiling was, it was met. So I feel mm-hmm. like he has really nothing else to prove. And he should just get drafted to the SmackDown if there is a shakeup or a call up. You know what I mean? Um, and then for women, I was thinking of one. And I think Tony Storm, she might, she might get called up. Yep. Mm, I, I think Tony Storm mm-hmm. might get called up. Mm. That's that's my need, three. It's time. Need, need it's getting warmer outside. <laughs> Tony time, Stop. baby. Tony time. Outdoor this show. podcast just took a whole different turn, bro. Hey man, I need to see Damn. Tony Storm versus Naomi. That's what I need to see. <laughs> you know, Donald Trump match, baby. <laughs> so what? I need them to do the busted challenge right there. Throw that ring. Let me. See. This is taking oh, a turn. Man. This is taking hey, quite man. a turn. How, speaking how much, uh, speaking of bust down, 
Um, I think Tommaso Ciampa needs to come up because he's completely given up. Like Isn't you can tell by the him? hair, the hair, but the hair, it's like, dog, we get it. You do not want to be here anymore. We got it, bro. Like, I think for his Sandy, you don't have to give him no matches, but just put him on raw. Cause he's the man is clearly unhappy. He clearly needs to get out of the PC and get out of full sale, wherever he's at and just give him something different. Just give him a little Corbin feud. It's fine. Okay. He'll be safe. Corbin's not going to hurt him. Like, let him, you know, mess around with Cesaro for a little bit. Like, just, just some spark. Of, I think he's got to get out of there. I personally, one of my personal favorite NXT, um, Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott. I, if you're not going to give him the Cruiserweight or North American title at this next pay-per-view, just get him out of there. Because, like, he's one of those guys who has, like, kind of like Riddle, where it's like his gimmick is already pre-packaged enough where, like, you, there's nothing to really do. So he's not going to rack up belts in NXT, get him out of there. And then maybe an unpopular one, I think E.L. Shirai needs to get called up. I think you probably wait till fans because, like, I think that's, like, a major one because her interest is just, like, I think my personal favorite in the whole company. Like, that, the way it comes in, the lights, is just perfect. But I think she's called because I think it really juices up your women's roster, especially post-Mania, where, like, you know, presumably, hopefully, you know, you have Bianca and maybe Rhea Ripley as champions. You have E.L.B. like, I've taken off both of y'all. Like, who? which one do I want? Like, who do I want to pick? Kind of like a Royal Rumble thing, but just, like, off of her legacy. Yes, yeah, I'm, 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 oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, because EO was, was my uh, for women's for men. This is a left field, and it feels like it would take away from the core of it. But I feel like he would provide something that like the WWE misses. That like I don't know how to explain it. Certain characters back in the day kind of had it, but like he has it. Johnny Gargano. There's like a he's like he has like this kind of thing where like no matter what gimmick he's doing, or whatever like he finds a way for it to like kind of like matter and like just enough for you to uh, get his attention. And then like he entertains you once you actually pay attention to it. And there's like a consistency to it where he doesn't need to have like a, you know, you hit me and it cost me this match. So now we're, you have a feud like, no, like he can get into it over like actual, like funny things, kind of like how Chris Jericho would like, it's just like he can get over into it over like some personal things, like a slide or something like that. Like, cause right now the only person you have who kind of does that is like the Miz and you need more of those. You can't just have him. That's why they. That's why you see the Miz all the time because he's the only person who does that. So I think Johnny Gargano could really take it to that next level. And he got pushed up. Gargano, Gargano's a life. Another boy. like <laughs> he ain't never leaving. Yeah, saying that Cleveland boy ain't going. But I do think a, a spiritual call up, like you wouldn't actually call up this wrestler, but call up this essence is like you. Adam Pierce can go, and you need like a William Regal type figure as your GM, like a former wrestler who like the wrestlers respect, who like when they come out and talk makes more sense. Adam Pierce, the idea is sometimes cool, but like the execution isn't. So like, if you had some, I don't even know who you would have at this point. Like it has to be someone kind of recently. Bro, the nigga be walking out with no music. Yeah, it's (laughs) like, like, (laughs) Adam. And even the name Adam Pierce isn't hard. Like William Regal, like just- Bro, you had Cedric barring you up backstage, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about you, yeah. we, we, if you had think, Cedric barring you up, you might need to go. You might need to go. That's facts. That yeah. is facts. Honestly, you could make MVP GM or something. Like that no, type wait, of energy would be much appreciated fuck. on both brands. Wait, that would be great. Hold on, Channing. God damn it. All right, I'm going to come back. But yeah, uh, Channing, um, I just want to say your comment on Champa. Uh, he's a lifer too, and his neck won't let him go to the main roster. But that's another story too. <laughs> that's <laughs> that true. Oh. 
Dion is wild. might kill him too. Hey, Walter yeah, might Walter, end his life. Walter, so like, yeah. it might not even matter. It might be a watch. Like, yeah. Might well, Walter gonna send him back to like the, the older seasons of NXT yeah. game show NXT. Like he, he not gonna chop back, him to back to DIY. Listen, you want yeah. DIY again? Yeah. Yeah. He gonna send him back to no Q and on chats. What? Anyway. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> uh, um, to get into our rewrite, the main event. With it being Mania season, we wanted to talk about one of the most talked about WrestleManias for a variety of reasons. This WrestleMania wasn't so well received when it initially happened, but as the years have gone by, people have reflected on it a lot more fondly. We are talking about WrestleMania 31, which took place on March 29th, 2015 at the Levi Stadium in the San Francisco Bay Area town of Santa Clara, California. There were 76,976 people in attendance. It was only a nine match show. This is the first time since WrestleMania 18 that no matches lasted over 20 minutes, which is crazy because there was a Triple H match on this card. And we know Triple H be going for quite some time in his matches. Match so. is a strong word. <laughs> yeah, that match is a strong word. I'm gonna talk there was, about that. There was an event, a Triple H participation that night. He had a match and a segment, and still, <laughs> yeah, and still, segment. the segment went longer than the match. But that's yeah, this is this is true. <laughs> so uh, we want to pick. We we each pick some matches that we would like to uh, rewrite. We're gonna let our guy CC go first. Which match are you rewriting, brother? All right, so this this match doesn't even need a lot of background to know like what was going on and set the scene for this or whatever. Um, I'm gonna hit you with a conspiracy right here. This was the setup to uh, the whole Trump movement, if you think about it. All right, so Rusev is is kicking out of WWE, whatever. He's going super crazy. He wins the U.S. title, whatever. Then he starts talking trash about America. And then who but John Cena comes out and is like, you don't talk about America. Because, you know, that's how you think when you're from that part of the country. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that happens. And then it's just like, oh, evil foreign guy. And then it's like, oh, I'm like Captain America. And then that happens up until WrestleMania. So that's basically what you got. It's like your classic, you know, a little bit of xenophobia. You know, nothing, you know, nothing, nothing a little different from your regular Sunday dinner. Um, so that's what you get going into this match. And the match is like pretty cool as it like plays out because there's like honestly points where you think like, OK, Rusev might like kick his ass or whatever. And then like certain points where you think John might do it. But there's this point where it gets to the end of the match um, where that uh, Lana tries to disrupt. Rusev ends up hitting her and then, you know, John grabs him AA time and then it's time to go to it's time to go to bed. And that's how it ends. OK, in my version, that's not how we doing it at all. So this is how we're going to do it in my version. Right. Lana comes up to distract, right? And then Rusev goes over and he accidentally hits her. John hits him with the AA. One, two, kicks out right at the last second. And he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what's happening. And then he like pauses for a little bit. The Lana gets back up or whatever. And she tries to come like distract again. And John comes over to be like, look, bro, like I'm not trying to be on that type of time, but like you got to get out of here, blah, 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 or whatever. And then like, you know, she's just like still running his mouth with them. Then like Rusev sees that and then he goes and he pushes like John Cena into Lana or whatever, pushes John Cena through the ropes, out the ring, into Lana whatever john's like messed up but then he also like sees that he hurt lana and because he's supposed to be the best good guy in the world he's sitting there like really worried about her health and stuff like that meanwhile like 
um, the ref is out there trying to check on Lana too. And then like Rusev comes and like grabs John Cena. He looks over, sees that the ref is still looking at Lana. And then he like grabs like something that he had uh, under the ring or whatever, smacks it with some illegal object. I'm thinking either brass knuckles or maybe like we crack him with some kendo sticks over the head or something real quick like that. Throw him back in there, hit him with the sidekick again, hit him with the, uh, the spine kick again, put that man, <laughs> put that man back in the accolade or whatever. Middle of the ring, he passes out. Rusev takes it. The whole world is just shocked. And the U.S. is really, really mad at the WWE because they just had the military thing, the commercial, like five minutes before this match. <laughs> and yet the foreigner from Russia who supports Vladimir Putin and came out actually in the tank. got, the got tank. that actually on the news for how much he was he was really selling that heat. man. <laughs> he comes out and he actually wins it and things go as they're supposed to go. I think that's the way it should have went. But, you know, that's just me. I, I think like was it. I go ahead, man. I was I think what was just so interesting about this match is how like people it, it's like obviously Cena has bigger matches, but it's like the most John Cena of all matches. Like if somebody was like, what was John Cena's like later character? Like after kind of like the thugonomics thing, like it was like literally this, this match. It's literally <laughs> that. It's literally that. <laughs> he gets his ass beat for 10 to 15 minutes and then like basically Hulk does a Hulk Hogan impression for the last five minutes. And then he has his finisher and wins. That's basically how his matches went for the next like two to three years. <laughs> so it's, it's it's interesting because it's like if you think about it, if Rusev wins this match, it gets a big rub on Rusev. And I don't think I'm gonna be real. I don't maybe think Rusev maybe leaves because I think I think Rusev actually can stay in the WWE if he actually wins this match. Because if you think about it. After Rusev loses, there's really not much Rusev does besides Rusev Day, which came out like maybe three years after the fact. Yeah. And then and even then, wouldn't give him tag out. titles. And he wouldn't do he didn't it. Get the tag titles. He didn't get really nothing out of it besides maybe the US title. But it was already kind of at that point, like kind of too late. He had that match with AJ, which was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. other than that, he didn't really do much after he lost to Cena. But then, if you don't have Cena win, you don't get Cena on the one of, probably one of his best runs. With the U.S. Championship, and then also too, that's I feel like that's when people really started to appreciate Cena for who he was. Because I feel yeah. like prior to that, people were still like, "Oh, Cena sucks, Cena sucks." Now Cena gets cheered, like we want Cena back. Now like, we love Cena now. Everybody, I mean, I was I was always a Cena fan. I know you had his moment, but like you know, everybody loves Cena now. Like, and I feel like people appreciate because he actually was working his ass off. He was working with people like Sami Zayn. And Dean Ambrose, Neville, and all these other people to you know build them up, and I feel like a lot of people saw it and appreciated that the fact that you know he's been doing this for 15 years that he will take a U.S. championship and make something out of it. So I don't think you get that if Cena doesn't win. So it's interesting to see how how those things turn around turn about if you know one of the other wins the title. So that was pretty dope. Yeah. It's, it's always a wild storyline from CC. Always, yeah. But, but we love it. We love it. Chan, how, how about you? Which match are you rewriting? So, um, if if you haven't figured out what I mean by my love of tests, I'm a true fan of the mid card. Um, I just love I love the mid card. I love a guy who's just like consistently has a decent finisher. I'm a sucker. Um, number one, Dolph Ziggler, Mark, in the probably the whole Midwest. You're looking at him. Um, so, of course, I picked the IC title match. Um, looking at it, this is actually the first IC title ladder match at WrestleMania since Shawn Michael and Razor Ramon's match at WrestleMania 10. 
So there's obviously Damn. been like tons of other ladder matches, but at actually WrestleMania is the first one, which is kind of a funny juxtaposition because the buildup between that match and the buildup of this match is like night and day. Like the buildup of this match is basically Wade Barrett had gotten the title, uh, and basically had it then stolen from like literally taken from him for the Raws leading up to the match. And that's basically the whole feud is like, you guys just keep taking this title from him. So I'm going to give it to you. So um, the participants in this match, obviously Wade Barrett, bad news Barrett at the time, the champion. Then you have Daniel Bryant, your eventual winner. Um, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is Dolph. Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, R.I.P. Uh, R-Truth snuck in the match. A lot of people don't remember that. And then you have Stardust. AKA Cody Rhodes. My so a lot God. of you will guess a theme that basically half of AEW's main event is in this match, oh. <laughs> which is another reason why I picked it. But follow me, just follow me on this one. So obviously with these matches, they're basically spot fest. I'm not going to rewrite the match. The main thing I want from this match um, is to kind of think about where these people are now. So again, this is, this is who's in this match. So first, Bad News Barrett doesn't even wrestle anymore. He was a champion at WrestleMania. He's now just a straight commentator, like, does not wrestle. I, like, watching the match, he looks like he's very, like, he looks like a good champion. But he just, you know, the medical, the injuries. Like, I'd be interested to see where his career went, you know, without that kind of stuff. Daniel Bryan had, after that match, retired, unretired, was WWE champion, and now today is in the main event for the Universal title at WrestleMania. Which was another weird thing because this is WrestleMania 31 right after the, he won in 30 where he wins the yeah. title. They keep bringing that up during the match. So like last year he was facing for the WWE champion. Like, and I think they think it's a good thing, but it's like, why do you keep reminding us he's not, <laughs> he's in this match? Like you're making it, this match seem less important. By Especially because people exactly. wanted him in that yeah, main yeah, event against Brock. Exactly. They didn't want Roman. Yeah. And it was like, and, Michael, Michael Cole, shut up. <laughs> like, stop saying that. Um, again, like I said, Dean Ambrose in the match. Um, after this, he goes on, obviously. Um, Shield reunites, but the main thing is, goes to New Japan, wins the U.S. heavyweight title there. Then comes AEW's longest reigning AEW champion, currently is still kind of in the main event um, scene there. Dolph Ziggler basically doing the exact same thing <laughs> as he was doing at this point. Um, Luke Harper, again, AEW champion, but RIP since passed. Um, R-Truth is a 51-time 24-7 champion. Uh, so a lot of you guys can't do that. Forget 16. We fought. We, we talk to me when you get to 30, John. 24, 7, 7, 11. <laughs> I, I 45, European. Yeah. I 95 South and Kentucky. <laughs> the main, my main point of my rewrite is the last man, Stardust, Cody Rhodes. And I think that's where the crux of our rewrite happens. Um, after this, it's kind of like you were just saying, Dion, Cena has his open challenge. That's one of the people who participates that is Stardust who loses. He has the feud with Stephen Amell, the Arrow, like superhero guy who is now doing that show with uh, the wrestling, like TV show. I think it's on Star is going to come out. Um, so that'll be kind of that. You see where that kind of relationship kind of built up. But he doesn't really do anything. Um, he leaves eventually, again, goes to Japan, Ring of Honor, wins title, wins NWA championship. But most importantly, become the executive VP of what AEW um, with, again, most people in this match. So I think if you want to rewrite it, I think what Vince, what you got to do, you got to let Stardust win. You got to give Cody the title because all Cody wants to do is be Triple H. We all know that's what he really wants. He wants to just be the game. So just give him a mania moment on top of the ladder. Let him get the belt. He's happy. Fine. You after that, you let him feud with, you know, Dean Ambrose because, you know, 
again, it's going to happen at AEW. Let's give it to the people now. Um, I think what you also do is you bring back his kind of, much more to his character now in ABW. That's one thing I really do like about him now is the whole like American Nightmare, like the road trip. Like that, that's just a very cool gimmick. Like with the him being kind of almost like a prize fighter. I think bring that where is this time it's Cody being like, hey, I've done this by myself. I kind of got to get rid of my demons. He beats Dustin. The next WrestleMania 32. Um, Kalisto beats uh, Ryback for the U.S. title. Stardust can be in that. Cody Rhodes can be in that. Then WrestleMania 33. And here's my big, this is what saves the world, ladies and gentlemen. This is Barry Allen going back in time and touching Cyborg so that he can upload the mother box. Instead of having Randy Orton pair with Bray Wyatt to join the Wyatt family, you have Cody Rhodes join the Wyatt family. You say, I'm not a Rhodes anymore. I'm in the Wyatt family. You run that playbook back. So now you have this thing where I'm adopting this new family. And then obviously that goes poorly. Elimination Chamber breaks the title. And then at WrestleMania, you have Cody Rhodes versus Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship. Cody Rhodes gets his WrestleMania moment, wins the WWE Championship in front of all those people at WrestleMania 33. And AEW just doesn't happen. Because, I mean, you think about it. Is there any more Chris Jericho match than the six-man Intercontinental title ladder match? That's a Chris Jericho match. So he's spiritually in the match, too. So you've essentially taken out everyone from AEW. You said Rusev's not leaving already. He's going to win. So who does AEW have? Jack Swagger? That's Ty Dillinger? What, what, what are we doing? So you give Cody, that's the rewrite. You give Cody the title in two years, and you've saved the universe, Vince. You've done it. You've, you've, you've Iron Man taken the Affinity Stones out of Thanos' glove. And you say, I'm the man, God damn it!" And you snap, and it's done. It's that simple. So you said uh, with that part with Cody and Bray is gonna be like the Flash uh, touching uh, Cyborg in the Snyder Cut, right? That's yeah, that's where you go back and you go back and rewrite time. Yep. Okay. Well, that sounds like the Whedon Cut because that <laughs> that is definitely should not happen. <laughs> I don't know. We just, listen, we gotta stop, bro. Cody Rose. Sorry, neck beers. Um, He's not as good as y'all think he is. Sorry, sorry, mid roads, mid roads. Sorry, mid roads. That's why he never left the mid card because he's mid. (laughs) Brandy, Brandy, holla at me respectfully. But no, I'm just saying, like, man, Cody, bro, like, nah, WWE Championship, no, nah. I mean, I get it. It's like AEW doesn't happen. That's great. I don't know, bro. Like. Like, bro, no, no, I don't know <laughs> how to explain it. It just doesn't, it just doesn't, Randy can get it off already, him a, he get off him eventually, Max sucked. So at least if you're gonna have a bad match, at least let it like save us some tweets. Like if he's gonna do it, just, Randy will take out Cody ain't, eventually. If Vince ain't give Dusty the title, God rest his soul, he ain't giving Cody the title. <laughs> if, he get, if, he right. if he ain't get, go, he ain't get Goldust the title, he ain't giving Cody the title. Them Rose ain't getting no damn WWE championships. One thing that does intrigue me about that, though, is if Cody were to get the title and you weave Randy Orton back in, you have the history with Randy Orton the legacy, and Cody yeah, exactly. when they yeah. were in Legacy. You could even run a triple threat, Cody. Look, Randy going to treat Cody like Christian and lose it in five days. I'm not. <laughs> I, 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 be I would love that. I, I would love that. that either. That's I also fine. booked a Carlito WWE title run, so I'm fine with three-day title runs. That doesn't bother me <laughs> at all. <laughs> Again, Dolph Ziggler fan. I know it. I've seen it. It's fine. It, it does happen. It does happen. <laughs> but uh, this is the, the, the usual madness from Chan. 
which we which we love here. I, th- I think our listeners love it too. Uh, Three-dimensional chess, baby. Yeah, yeah. The third eye is always open. Uh, Dion, which match are you choosing to rewrite, good sir? Man, this match. If any, if any match should be rewritten, it is this match. Okay, and I feel like if you are a fan, if you was watching WrestleMania 31, like I was as a freshman in college in the lobby. Hall 14, shout out to SFA, my alma mater. If you was there, you would know that this match, Sting versus Triple H. All right. I know J5 calls him Stink, but I'm going to call him Sting out of respect. Um, what? Let's. Hey, <laughs> Drop it from the ceiling uh, once. Okay. So, anyhow, okay. hey, man, Sting 97, bro, was. Bro, that's that. He was over like, oh, like crazy. I've watched the, I watched the moments. I went back. I was like, oh, this motherfucker was over for real. Yeah, but, so it's crap. Uh, hey, oh, <laughs> hey. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> staying. So the storyline obviously is, uh, you know, they have always they've been, you know, promoting Sting's return. We just debut at least. We didn't know when, but Survivor Series he came. And, you know that pop was crazy. I'm. A, I've watched back every Sting moment in WWE. Like their his pops when he. Out was insane. Like you could barely they hear were. a thing. Like yeah. so, Sting comes out, drops Triple H. Yeah, helps Team Cena win the match. And then Sting kind of like ducks off for a couple months. Um, and there was a little storyline coming happening between Cena and Authority, where like the Authority comes back and you know fires Cena's friends. I think he fired Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, right and and right back. So they fired those three, and then the Authority is like, "Hey, Cena, if you beat Seth." Big Show and Kane, you can get there. You can get the jobs back, but if you don't, I believe he was supposed to be like fired or like he was supposed to be out of the triple threat match. So that happens. The authorities beating down Cena, obviously, and then you see Sting pop up, and the crowd went crazy. Obviously, Sting helped Cena um, beat the authority, all that. So you know, going to fast lane, Triple H challenge Sting, and Sting accepts. Or I think Sting challenged Triple H and then, you know, Triple H accepts. And then you got all these WCW stars coming like, bro, I don't know what you, you don't know who you dealing with. This is Sting we're talking about. You had Booker T, unfortunately, <laughs> had to come and be like, yo, you don't want any smoke with Sting. And Triple H was like, I beat your ass being a racist. <laughs> At WrestleMania, what are you talking At about? WrestleMania, what am I, I don't need no advice from you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Go and spend then Rick, And then Rick was like, bro. I had you beating Daniel Bryan last year, and you could even beat him. You tell me you facing Sting? Oh mm. my! I, hey, you know I showed you the ropes, but I'm not. You gonna lose? Mm. And she was like, "Look, I'm about to beat him." Now, you go into WrestleMania, you know Sting and Triple H. They have this match. Obviously, we all know that Sting can only do so much at his age, but. And, you know, obviously, I understand the shenanigans. I can't wait it. DX came out and hobbled out. Uncles, You know, NWO came, NWO came out for Sting's side, which kind of doesn't make any sense because Sting and NWO had a feud and he they hobbled ass. in the <laughs> ring. And I'm pretty sure Kevin Nash t- tore his claws again trying to go out of that <laughs> ring. So you had this whole shenanigans stuff. And... Even after all that, I'm thinking, like, it's clear as day. Sting should win. Sting should win. This is his first WrestleMania match. And I believe this is his first match in WWE, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's Actual easy. Match, yeah. yeah. Sting should easily win the match. And then he loses from a sledgehammer shot. That was it. Triple H wins the match. 
to this day, I remember it's funny because I remember even Scott Hall was like, "Bro, who's your agent? Like, why are you losing <laughs> the Triple A's in your first match? Like, Sting is only, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he like one and two, and he's only yeah. one one because of the disqualification. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's Sting's whole career. Um, I feel like that. I feel like first of all, I'm gonna change all that up. I'm gonna change all that up. One, Sting should he even have lost the Triple H, period. No. I think everybody should say Sting, his first match should have never lost the Triple H. But secondly, I don't even think Sting should have faced Triple H at WrestleMania. I think everything happens the way it was supposed to prior to uh, WrestleMania. So Sting comes back to Survivor Series and helps um, Cena, Team Cena beat Team Authority. You know, I think Sting and Triple H have that feud still, but you cut it off at Rumble. So I think Sting should face Triple H at the Rumble. Sting beats Triple H, right? So then That's the next night, on, next night on Raw, he comes in. He's like, you know, I'm finally, you know, beat Triple H. I got Team Authority off my back. But if you want to be all honest, this is not the real reason I came to the WWE. I came to the WWE to face people that I've never faced before, to have new challenges. And there's just been this one guy this one guy oh yeah that has oh been, yeah that has been aligned with me for 20 plus years Talk we've been nice. in two different territories we have never faced one-on-one and i know he's watching this somewhere but if he's hearing me i want to fight the phenom i want to fight the dead man at wrestlemania that is the match you have sting versus taker at a WrestleMania. But here's the thing. I wouldn't let Taker, the, like, you know, play it off a couple of weeks, have Sting come maybe like a couple times a week and like say like, oh, are you still being a pussy because you lost? <laughs> like the John the Cena one. Like the John yeah, Cena one, like, yeah. Basically yeah. kind of like call him out. Like, you're supposed to be the dead man. You're supposed to be the female, but we ain't seen you since you lost <laughs> to Brock. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure if I was there come Ago, I could have beat you for the street too. So basically, do all that, right? So then you have a random raw where Taker comes out and he's like, you know, you challenge me at WrestleMania, I accept, right? And then, and so you said that you hear the, ah! you hear the bird, right? Then Steam piles up. They do the stare down. Steam points the bat to the mania sign, points it to the Taker's face, and then that's it, right? And then you know you can have like some mind games here and there. You know what I'm saying? Don't let them touch each other. Don't even let them touch each other. Just play mind games. Don't even let them touch each other, right? Then you get to Mania, right? So what I would do, I'll only have one cool spot that they should do. One cool spot, right? So Taker so they, beat him up. He gave, he t- gave so they're going to be able to do. <laughs> yeah. So so Taker gives him the choke slam, right? Taker gives him the choke slam, and then he's about to go for the tombstone. So he picks him up. Sting reverses. Scorpion death drop. Drops them right. That that spot would that spot. I swear people will pop. That spot would be crazy. So then he goes for the cover. One, two. Undertaker sits up, and then you know Undertaker comes back. Tombstone. Ah, I, I feel like Undertaker should go over Sting because I don't think it doesn't hurt Sting. And also Undertaker gets his redemption back. You know, what I'm saying he just got beat by Brock last year. You know, I'm pretty sure like you could have this kind of thing where like maybe Undertaker's losing and kind of maybe his self-confidence. Maybe he doesn't feel like he could pull off the big one, especially against someone like Sting, someone who he hasn't faced before. You know, two mythic like characters coming together for one night. Um, that would be amazing. I know that Triple H 
was supposed to face Sting. So I would say Triple H doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. He'll probably can, he can still do the segment that he had with Stephanie and Ronda Rock. That's why I would put Triple H at. And for Bray Wyatt, because I know Bray Wyatt was supposed to face Take Out Mania, I would have Bray Wyatt be in the IC title ladder match. So that's how I would do it. Um, Sting versus Taker. It's the match that they could have literally, it was right there on paper. It's literally right there. Obviously, Sting, unfortunately, had his career, WD career cut short, you know, Seth Rollins sent him to God, but it happens. Um, but I think that's the match. Hopefully, it'll be dark enough for the entrances. I know the entrances will be fire and long and incredible. And long. It'll be long. It'll probably be longer than the match. <laughs> but I will say, though, that, like, while I agree with you 100%, the only reason I am like somewhat grateful that Triple H is in the match because you know the only other option Vince was willing to consider was Shane, and I simply would not have watched Shane McMahon versus Sting because you know he would have put Shane over. He would have had Shane jump off of the top of Levi Stadium and elbow drop Sting into the ground and beat him, and it would have wow. it would have destroyed Twitter. But like I think Vince was trying to make a point with the Sting thing of like. I bought, I bought WCW. Don't think that, like, we're partners. Like, I bought that. Like, that's something I own, and I can do what I want with it. I'll make y'all come out here and too sweet whenever I feel like it. And it, it was, was my son-in-law. It was literally that. It was literally a flex. Yeah. It was literally yeah. a flex. And so I think that's, like, the only redeeming thing is that Sting actually lost to a wrestler and not Vince himself, honestly. Because if, if this match was in two, 2005, it would be Vince himself in the match. And that would have been insane too. Like <laughs> that would have been an awful match. Damn, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's just a match that really could have happened. Like that was oh, if yeah. there was a, one opportunity, that is the only opportunity where it could have happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, That's when all that. the timelines align. That was been the perfect time for it. Too. Perfect time. Mm. Well, that was uh that was that. That was something, but I I, I like it. I I, I I definitely like the vision. I think I think the pop for that would be insane, um, and yeah, it, it would definitely be definitely be interesting. So also that would have to be the mind. last match. You couldn't have the Rollins thing come after that because people would be too like keyed up from that. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people would be exhausted. Like after the like the, the adrenaline rush of seeing Undertaker and Sting, you would be about to pass out. So when you saw Seth Rollins run down, you'd be like, "All right, bro, like." Stop. So yeah, tired. <laughs> like I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah, mm. I, I would say yeah, that yeah. would probably be it. Like Sting did everything he could. He went to WrestleMania. Yeah. He faced a guy that he has never faced before. That was still there. Like that would have been perfect, perfect way to go mm. out. Very, very true. Very true. And my rewrite, I am selecting the penultimate match from WrestleMania 31. The Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. The match was 15 minutes and 12 seconds long. And my rewrite is interesting. It's, it's a little tough to consider. Let's, let's take it back to the WrestleMania prior to that, WrestleMania 30, 2014. We had John Cena facing off against Bray Wyatt. John Cena defeated Bray Wyatt. And obviously, The Undertaker faced Brock Lesnar, and his streak was ended. So Bray and Undertaker were both coming off WrestleMania losses uh, throughout 2014. We didn't see Undertaker at all until he came back and he didn't even come back to accept the match with Bray. He, he was just like, you heard him speaking over, over the loud, the, the loudspeaker. And like, you know, that, that was that graphic, like uh, when it's WrestleMania time, the man comes back, this blah, blah, blah. Bray Wyatt, on the other hand, had a pretty good year for himself. Um, 
And, and and even with the Wyatt family breaking up, the Wyatt family broke up for about nine months. So Bray was by himself, and he was still pretty over. He had the whole world in his hands. Like people really liked Bray Wyatt, and people were upset that he ended up losing to John Cena. And you could have really positioned Bray Wyatt to become a much more important character, a much more respected character. Um, and granted, he, he he definitely had some accomplishments. He beat Roman Reigns. He beat Dean Ambrose like four times over the course of that year. Um, held the tag titles, went on to win the WWE Championship, um, and helped Matt Hardy win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. But, you know, there's there are people who are understandably very ant on Bray because, one, his in-ring work isn't that impressive, and he could have been made to feel bigger and more important. So with Undertaker and Bray Wyatt, um, Bray was calling himself the, the new face of fear, saying that he controlled, you know, the darkness, he controlled evil. Having him defeat The Undertaker would have really solidified that. And I, and I think it would have also, because as much as I love Taker, we got to be honest. After like 2012, he wasn't really having great matches. The storylines were always really strong, but he wasn't really putting on good matches. Like we could tell that that hope that hip was really getting to him. And there were just a lot of other things that held him back from being the, the early taker that like was athletic and doing that flying, jumping clothesline and, you know, flying over the, like, yo, the undertaker used to do suicide dives or the, like he was seen a tope suicide. Yeah. He would just, yeah. He was jumping over the road dudes. Like the undertaker really used to, yeah, he was doing a lot. And then as his career progressed and he got older, he was doing, a lot more older big man type stuff and just not moving around the way that we really enjoyed him moving around. So I say the WrestleMania in having Bray Wyatt defeat the Undertaker. Now it's very difficult to fathom Bray Wyatt beating the Undertaker clean, like in a one-on-one match. So I think instead of having um, the Wyatt family reunite after Mania, you have them reunite at WrestleMania, you have them come beat up the Undertaker, uh, but that, that you would have to make it a, a special kind of match, not a normal match. Like the fact they faced off in a normal one-on-one was kind of crazy to me. And like, I watched it and like, it was, it was, it was a cool match. It was cool. But I feel like you could have made it a gimmick match. You could have made a no bar match. match. You could have made Screen it a casket match. match. Like they, they haven't done those in a while besides the random Saudi uh, Undertaker versus Rusev casket It's not match. random. That's what he wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> <Wasn't random. laughs> the prince said, I want to see a casket match with Taker. Damn, I'm going to see a casket match with Undertaker. Uh, Put out maybe. that check and just say you got it. <laughs> he said, uh, Rusev's available. Yeah. <laughs> He's available. Yo, you, you remember that weird time where it was it was initially Rusev and they announced it there was gonna be Jericho, then Jer- it went yeah. back to Rusev. To Rusev. Yeah. <laughs> so Jericho said casket match. I ain't gonna say yeah. that shit. I'm, I'm about <laughs> to go start my own promotion with Cody Rhodes. That's what I'm gonna do. But anyways, um, so yeah, I think it would have been cool to reunite the Wyatt family at Mania, have them help. Bray Wyatt defeat the Undertaker and fully put the Undertaker to rest because if he, he loses that back to back manias like that's like I right, like you know that that's that that's a sensible way to kind of send him into retirement even even if you want to want to have him come back and just make appearances but like not actually wrestles and and it, and it makes Bray Wyatt feel like this larger than life villain who really has the whole world in his hands like beating the Undertaker at WrestleMania is like a very big deal, as we know, because there's there's only been two people who have done it: Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, who are two of the biggest stars in the company, two of the two of the best performers we've probably ever seen in WWE history. So, Bray Wyatt, with how much you can tell, creative is invested in him because they keep reinventing him, they keep putting him in these feuds and storylines that we don't really love, but we know they see a lot in Bray Wyatt. So you have him defeat the Undertaker, and yo, imagine if Braun Strowman was introduced at at that WrestleMania rather than being introduced. Um, in 2015 
like black you have brawn show up the black sheep show up and like you you don't even tease it prior like with Wyatt talking about black sheep you just have harper and rowan there you have undertaker beat up harper and rowan and make it seem like oh he's gonna overcome these three and bray's gonna win and you have braun Strowman's big ass come out and just step in the ring and stare him down kind of like when Kali debuted and stared the undertaker down and like big booted him to hell and then beat him in a match like if you had braun Strowman kind of debut in that same way and you just completely destroy taker and like send him away rather than having the Wyatt family come out after his hell in a cell match with lesnar and carry him away you have them do that at wrestlemania and like and you know the with how much they love undertaker and how how great he is for business you know that like that just wouldn't have happened because they want him to keep showing up and then they wanted to send him out in a more positive ceremonial way like they did survivor series 2020 but i think if you have bray wyatt defeat him at, at, at WrestleMania. And th- there are two spots where this could have happened. So there's a tombstone spot where Bray catches the, the tombstone, but there's a spot where um, Bray is doing his little spider thing. And then the undertaker sits up and scares him. That's so, a cool shot. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was a really cool spot. So, so you have like Bray looking scared, then like rolling over and like backing up from the undertaker and then undertaker's like walking towards him. And then you have Harper and Rowan come in. If undertaker fight them off, maybe choke slam one through a table and just make it look like, oh man, like undertaker's about to do it. He's back. Then Braun comes out, puts him in the triangle choke. Maybe maybe he has the power slam back then because he, he didn't start using the running power slam until like a bit later. But you have him like a bear hug. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it was, the bear hug. Yeah, it was like a bear hug choke type thing. It was it was yeah. it, it wasn't cool. Like it, at least his finisher and granted, a running power slam is a very basic <laughs> move. But you know it, it's cooler it than cool. <laughs> than than that choke move he was doing. So yeah, so I I, I think you bring back. Um, the Wyatt family at that point, you have Braun Strowman debut, you have Bray Wyatt defeat the Undertaker, even if you want Undertaker to keep wrestling, like the Undertaker-Lesnar feud, which happened in 2015, still could have happened. And I think with having two losses back to back on the Undertaker, you have him come back and like in his bag, because when, when he returned to face, uh, when, when he returned and interrupted Brock and Rollins match at Battleground, he, he hit Lesnar with a low blow and like that that was very uncharacteristic of Undertaker like even if he's even if he's like he's, he's the too big for guy, that like yeah way he, too big <laughs> and he, he never needed to hit anyone with a low blow so him doing that like you could have had that really be like a real heel turn for him and have him be the heel I mean Brock was still this big monster heel who people didn't like because of what he he him defeating Undertaker and just his whole disposition when he returned to WrestleMania, uh, returned to the WWE. But I think you can still have that feud regardless. Like no one's going to be mad. No one's going to be like, oh, like this didn't, this didn't, this doesn't make sense. Like, because Bray beat him, like Undertaker, Lesnar, you, you want to see that. That's always a really good, uh, good match. So yeah, that's the, that's my rewrite. Um, I, I think it puts Bray Wyatt in a much better position um, moving forward throughout his career. He's, he's a lot more believable. You can kind of take him a little more seriously as this, super villain who runs the world he has he has his family back together like it's this kind of story of the Wyatt family coming back together to help this common goal of getting the 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 old face of evil out and really helping Bray cement himself as the new face of darkness the new face of evil um and and I think to really like top it off you even have Bray start doing the whole throat cut thing that the Undertaker was doing um like like you just have him just put put that into his his taunt set his his thing like he comes to the ring and does it or he does it in the ring before he does the the sister abigail or the kiss leading into the sister abigail like you really just have him like drag like yo i i beat the i beat the undertaker i retired him i put him out this is my darkness now you know also i thought like we've been fired and this is what i thought at the time because because like what ended up happening i always thought if if somehow they would have got wrote it in the fact that like Bray somehow convinced Kane to help him. 
Like he somehow Ooh. like has control over Kane now, and he brought Kane back. And he can be—I don't even need Kane to keep wrestling, but it can be like a one-off thing where it's like, not only am I the face of evil, like Kane's afraid of me now. Like he's—he's he's my like subjugate, and that's how I beat you. Because like, like you said, the white family doesn't come here to later. So I was thinking, it was like, oh, like it'd be so dope if Bray got Kane to help him. Because he said, I there was no, and I love Bray Wyatt, but there was no world where I saw him beating Undertaker clean. So like, if he has to match, he's gonna need help. I think like the storyline thing would Kane's the easiest person to write in because Kane can pop up for truly any reason, you know. Yeah, Kane and Undertaker all, always too. had those random moments where they would just break up and be feuding. Yeah. So like, <laughs> be beefing, we, like, <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. I think I think it'll be cool because if you have Bray win, you can do the storyline with Taker where it's like, okay, he just lost two straight. Is he losing his touch? You know, you can kind of show like a more vulnerable side of Taker where, you know, you can still kind of do the low blow thing and kind of turn him not into maybe a heel, but just like a, He's just vulnerable. He's desperate. He needs to, he need in order for him to overcome what he's dealing with, he has to go back. He has to beat Brock. I need to beat you because I don't feel like Taker anymore. You know what I'm saying? And not, and you know, obviously you can still make Taker be Taker, but you know, with his powers and stuff like that, but just give him a more vulnerable, kind of like what we saw with him and AJ. I said, like, I think you go American not, badass, not bro. I, I, yeah. I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to say, bring him back like, American yeah. badass. Yeah. Uh, you so bring back like the that. American because Brock and Brock and American Badass Undertaker had some great matches early in Brock's career. If you remember, they had the biker chain yeah, match, they had, had the hell in a cell yeah, match. And and at the following Mania 32, you had Shane versus Undertaker. And it was, you know, if Shane wins, he inherits WWE. If Undertaker and then if Undertaker lost, he couldn't wrestle at WrestleMania's anymore. And like but then that, was, lost, that was, was a random yeah. stipulation. So if, if Undertaker loses two manias in a row, comes back as the American badass is like, you know, and see Shane acting like this bratty 50 year old kid. And then it's like, yo, like, this is my yard. I run it. Like it would kind of make more sense to then put that stipulation on him. Like if you lose, you can't wrestle at WrestleMania anymore. And then you have him go over Shane as well. Um, and for Bray, you don't have him lose at back-to-back manias. Cause like a, a match with Cena is incredible. A match with Undertaker is incredible as well, but losing twice in a row, I feel like it kind of stifled Bray a bit. Like the yeah, people, people yeah. were really into Bray, and I feel like he loses big did. matches because look, look what he did the next yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. even in it. Yeah, and then the one after that, he lost to Randy. Yeah, and then he lost yeah. to Randy. Yeah, but he was until yeah. the Fiend. He lost all his big matches. Really, like yeah. when he won the Elimination Chamber, it was truly a miracle. Like it was like I was holding my breath. Like how are they gonna fuck this up? How is he gonna <laughs> lose this match? And then he won. But you knew okay, he's about to lose the Mania then. But like yeah, he was. Losing big matches until recently. I think yeah. is this gonna be his first mania win if he beats um no Randy? last year he beat Cena uh, at the final part. I'm thinking that's how, which yeah, was thinking, amazing still. Yeah, yo, nah, so I mean, man, like I, I'm so pissed off that that didn't go into anything else because like that oh, man, there's so much like more. You could have like told the rest of that story for such a long time, man. I would have loved to see like mm-hmm. Those two, like just storytell, man. That was crazy. That was crazy. What him and Cena? As that that match, like, and then how like yeah. they just, how they just they brought up all these things or whatever, and like, man, like to see that play out after the fact instead of it oh. just like kind of ending there. Actually, been- I actually like that it ended it there because you know you kind of like honestly, I mean, Cena hasn't rushed. He hasn't been back since. It's kind of mm-hmm. like he kind of no. played Cena's whole wrestling career in one match. And 
I mean, if that's the way Cena's gonna go out, which we don't know, but if that's how that's he's gonna enough. go out, I'd rather that that's the perfect way for him to send him off. You know what I'm saying? Bray finally beat the demon that he's probably been itching off his back since. Because Bray was powerful as hell until he lost to Cena. Then that's what started everything. That's so, like the beginning of every Bray story is that Bray was powerful as hell until he lost to Blank. <laughs> like, until he lost to Roman. <laughs> until he lost to Cena. <laughs> until he lost to Undertaker. Like, that is his basically his whole career. He's very powerful. And now look at look what he's doing. He's getting he's going to get his comeuppance on Randy. Oh, yeah. It all I they full do a, circle, baby. Very similar thing with, like, the vignettes of, like, where he started. Like, bringing his dad into the match. Like, I hope they do that whole type of arc with him in a, like, it's not the same exact way, but something very the similar. The scene is basically, like, I'm collecting. Receipts. That's yeah. the fiend. I'm collecting I'm, receipts. I think don't forget. Don't I don't get. Yeah, facts. No, I completely. I love that. I love that. Um, so that's our WrestleMania 31 rewrite, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's really grown on me as a pay per view. Not that I didn't like it, but I'm coming to appreciate it a lot more as time goes on. Obviously, the the main event was Seth Rollins coming in, cashing in, um, hitting Roman with Amazing the curb stomp man. after Roman speared Lesnar. Like, if whether you liked Rollins or didn't, like him cashing in at the main event of WrestleMania, the first person to do that. In in a, it was a very highly anticipated match between Brock and Roman, and like a lot of people thought. Roman might go over and then Seth come in just with that okie doke. It's like, shit, like, wow. Just like, a moment. A moment. Genius yeah. booking. Genius booking. That was it's so fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> his face that. also, the acting, like his face, like holding up, like that. That, that was real like, emotion. That, that was full real. sprint. Like the full sprint of him to the ring, just that you get chills like, oh, like he's about to do it. Like he's like, mm-hmm. you can tell he's like excited. Like, no, I gotta do this shit right now. Like right yeah. now. Cause they like, told yeah. him the day of, like, "Hey, you cashing in, bro?" I don't even think they told him in like when he arrived. They told him probably like maybe hours before. I mean, yeah. an hour or two before, like this hey, this match. Yeah, right now. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Crazy man, like. So if you haven't yeah. watched WrestleMania it's a, dude, thirty, WrestleMania thirty one is the top five mania in my opinion. Mm. And we're going to get into that on our Patreon conversation. So if y'all haven't watched WrestleMania 31 in quite some time, definitely check it out. We want to remind y'all again to check out all of the shows on the A-Show Network. The A-Show every Wednesday, War Report every Friday, Spot Callers content, hit, hit, hit the old episodes of that. Uh, the G-Show content, old episodes of that. Just general RNC radio stuff. Uh, we got The Lookout, Black Variant, Big Eyes. We got RSPN every Monday. We got a lot for y'all, so tap in. Uh, Dion, it's been a pleasure to have you, man. Thank you so much for, for pulling up. For bringing your energy, for bringing your wild storylines, you fit right in, man. We're, we're crazy over here. <laughs> Hell yeah, thank you. Uh, thank, no, thank you guys for uh, letting me join you, you all, man. I appreciate it, and definitely we're gonna run it back. We're gonna spin the block again, so don't even worry about it. That is a fact. Uh, we hope you all enjoy this week of just wrestling content galore. There's the two night takeover. There's WrestleMania edition of SmackDown. There's NXT UK. There's the Hall of Fame ceremony. And then, of course, the main event of the weekend, two-night WrestleMania, Bad Bunny versus The Miz, AJ Styles and Omos versus New Day, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, Roman, Daniel Bryan, and Edge, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. There's, there's a lot of stuff. This is this is a very, very highly anticipated WrestleMania for me. I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so that said ladies and gentlemen we hope you enjoyed this episode of the rewriters room thank you for joining the men with the pen leave us a review all that good stuff share with a friend tell a friend tell a friend and we will see y'all real soon